Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daily Objective. And we have quite a discussion to have today. As you probably know, we're all fans of Ayn Rand here. We're students of objectivism, her philosophy. And in addition to understanding the philosophy, the question comes up, uh, how, to, how to spread awareness of this philosophy, how to get Rand's uh, books and works out into the culture to change it and change it for the better. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? I'm going to take out an ad in the New York Times. Isn't that just the perfect way to just get Ayn Rand's name out there so that a certain amount of people are going to then read Rand and then a certain amount of those people might be inspired to investigate further. And this is how the world is changed. This is how cultures are made. So I went over to the New York Times and what do I see? They already they already did it. This guy, Paul Krugman, this guy, it's like he's dedicated himself to putting Ayn Rand's name in the New York Times as often as possible. Nobody ever asks him what he thinks of Ayn Rand that he just repeatedly over the last several years, at least maybe around the last 10 years, since around, I think, the financial crisis of 2008. Every opportunity this guy seems to uh, get, he takes to make it about Ayn Rand. And I find that kind of interesting. There is a meme out there that the kids probably know what I'm talking about. There's a meme that goes, it says nobody, colon, and then a blank space. And then like Paul Krugman, colon, you know, Ayn Rand did this or something, or don't read Rand. So like the, the idea behind the meme is like when no one's even talking about a certain topic, no one's asking about a certain topic, someone comes along and just like brings it up. I think that's what, what the meme is all about. And that's, I think that applies to Mr. Krugman. This guy just, he, ca he cannot stop making it about Ayn Rand. If you really hate Ayn Rand so much, the best thing you can do is just not talk about her. That's the way I see it. The more her name is in the culture, the more she's a force to be reckoned with. So uh, in that spirit, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes bad-mouthing Miss Rand. I'm joking, of course. But we are going to be talking about, well, the article that Paul Krugman released, I think on Friday, saying, asking how many... Uh, I should have this in front of me, right? Well, he changed it, so don't blame me. He changed it later after the uh, the backlash. But how many Americans will Ayn Rand kill? How many Americans will Ayn Rand kill? If you're surprised by that voice, we're going to introduce him, uh, Nico Sotira Capolus. And also we've got a man who, when the movie is made about the legacy of Ayn Rand, maybe he could play Paul Krugman. I don't know exactly what Krugman looks like, but with some lighting, with some makeup, Maybe, uh, I, I think, curl up his hair a little bit, uh, give him nerdier glasses. Might be the man well, for the job. Un unlike unlike uh, uh, Mike Shannon, who said he would never portray Donald Trump, I will portray Krugman if I'm asked. Hey, I mean, whatever work we can get these days, am I right? It's Mark Pellegrino. <laughs> and uh, Nikos, it. Nikos, you, you must have a lot to say about this. Yeah, so let's give some context first of all, to people. So Krugman comes up with this article, says, how many Americans will Ayn Rand kill? So someone reads this, says, okay, who is this Ayn Rand? Probably someone who has killed many people. Turns out that you go in the article and there is only one mention of Ayn Rand. And this is a mention in passing. So, well, people like Rand say this. So I'm still, I still haven't answered the question, how many Americans will Ayn Rand kill? Also turns out, uh, Krugman doesn't know, doesn't know either. So obviously this created a lot of backlash in, uh, in our community, but also I would say this should actually 
pose the question, is Krugman someone who is to be trusted? Because Krugman is probably the most prominent in terms of fame and prestige economist in the world. He's probably the most prominent Keynesian in the world. Of course, the one category is under the other category. And he's one of the heavyweights of New York Times. So here you have someone who clearly has no idea what he's talking about when it comes to Ayn Rand. And this is not me. So a lot of people attack him for this article. By the way, this article says that, well, we all know that people who only care about themselves don't care about, uh, about passing the virus to other people. So people like Trump or like Rand or like libertarians, because as we all know, this is one group, they don't want to wear marks because they only care about themselves. So if I would see this in a first year sociology uh, essay, I would say, well, you know, some students, but they have all the time in the next three years to put some structure in their thought. Now, I see this from the Nobel laureate. And a lot of people are telling him, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. And then Krugman comes back with the following tweet. Quote, now, uh, where is it? Sorry. Oh, here's it. I'm getting, quote, I'm getting some mail from people insisting that Ayn Rand was more complicated than the caricature. Maybe, but it doesn't matter. It's the right idea of Rand that is killing thousands. First of all, that doesn't even make sense syntactically. It's the right idea of Rand that is killing thousands. So, so turns out it's not Ayn Rand who is killing thousands, it's her ideas. But also it turns out, I'm not sure what her ideas are, but I'm a Nobel laureate and I'm the heavyweight of New York Times. Like this is really pissing me off. And it's not pissing me off as you know someone who, who likes Ayn Rand. It's pissing me off that this guy is this paragon of intellectual power. Anyway, what happens next? There's this mobilization in the objective circles. The Ayn Rand Institute makes a lot of noise about it. And the New York Times changed the title to When Libertarianism Goes Bad, Liberty Doesn't Mean Freedom to Infect Other People. So I guess there is no like headquarters of libertarianism to complain. So they said, we're going to get away with this title. By the way, this title is also a bit ridiculous, but that's another discussion. And also, Ayn Institute offers £10,000 to go to COVID um, research and release to Krugman to debate. So, dude, if you think that Ayn Rand is killing thousands, let's talk. Let's, let's, let's put our ideas on the table. I'm not uh, betting a lot of money that Krugman is going to do it. This is not the first time that Krugman is doing such attacks. He's doing such attacks to other economists, other public. Uh, he's done it in the past. He's the guy who, in his first column after Trump's election or his second, he talked about the we are now living under the Trump-Putin regime. So some tinfoil conspiracy theories there. And I remember there was some time ago that uh, a prominent Austrian economist, Bob Murphy, he had made he had gone through a fundraising and gathered a hundred thousand pounds and said to Krugman, "Come debate me about what happened in the financial crisis of 2008, and I we're going to give a hundred thousand pounds to some charity or something. Krugman never showed up. So I'm not holding my breath that he's going to take the offer of 10,000 pounds to debate. Anyway, that was my introduction. This is the Nobel laureate. This is, this is the, the, the greatest economist in the world. I have no idea who Ayn Rand is. I admit that I have no idea what Ayn Rand says, although he mentioned he read here in, when he was young. But Ayn Rand's ideas are killing thousands of Americans. 
anyway, I'm I'm really pissed off with that. So and again, any, not because it's wrong. It's 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 dishonest. Anyway, Mark. For anybody who's interested, uh, Bob Murphy and Tom Woods do a contra Krugman cruise every year, and they do a contra Krugman podcast. It used to be like once a week or so, where they'd take his article. And yeah, the podcast is not there anymore, but it was, yeah. yeah. So every week they would comment on uh, on Krugman's It's archived, article. it's archived enough to know, but I, I, I have a sort of a contrarian view of this, if you don't mind my saying. Um, I, I do think the title, the new title that the New York Times um, pushed up there, uh, when Libertarian, what is it? What is it again? When Libertarianism goes bad. And right, so that, that's a redundancy, is it not? Uh, and and since Rand is mentioned in concert in the article in one sentence with libertarianism, um, what what Krugman displays more than anything is that he doesn't know that Rand repudiated libertarianism <laughs> for, for forty for twenty years or so before she before she passed away. Um, let's let's forget the catastrophizing though of of numbers and and the catastrophizing of the event of this pandemic that the left is uh, so crazy. Uh, with, but, and sort of focus on the fact that libertarianism is sort of the cause of this notion that rights are whatever you want them to be, whatever it's, it does reflect the notion that it's whatever you want to do. Um, and, and so is it inappropriate to point out liberty? It's certainly inappropriate to, to, to link Rand and conflate her with libertarianism, but don't you think libertarian clouds the issue, libertarianism clouds the issue when it comes to rights? In one respect, absolutely, but uh, but also what this type of article tries to do is say we have not enough regulation. We have too many individuals <laughs> thinking they can think for themselves, which obviously is the point he was he was trying to make. Um, look, not since Yasser Arafat has a Nobel Peace Prize winner uh, let me down <laughs> this this hard. I gotta say. Um, I mean, so he, he used to be a free market economist, sort of, right? Like, I, is my understanding, Krugman, Mel Nikos is, is saying, eh, eh. I'm not, I thought like... I thought it was a Keynesian, but... Always? Okay. Well, so we're he all Keynesians now, of don't free you know? Trade. So, yeah, compared to Trump, maybe mm -hmm. he's more on the side of some aspects he's correct on economics, but, yeah. Well, it's been said that the winner of the Cold War is not capitalism, but the mixed economy isn't that isn't that how people generally see it so if so, if people have to kind of pick a side i mean either mixed economy or you know further left than that um it, it like capitalism is just completely off the menu in the minds of most people like we know that's silly we know that's anarchy the way people most people depict it and that's what krugman is trying to say about rand he's saying she's an anarchist she's and that's uh, how they, they, so on the left, they point to like Somalia and uh, other pirate islands or whatever Somalia is. And they say, look, there's Ayn Rand's uh, paradise right there. And on the right, they point to uh, hedonism and they point to uh, loudmouth millennials with, with purple hair screaming, respect my gender pronouns. They say, oh, there's your individualism right there. There's your Ayn Rand influence. So... Um, whether it's subjectivism or whether it's, um, you know, just complete and total anarchy or whether it's authoritarianism, everyone keeps trying to uh, say that, oh, there's Ayn Rand over there. But in fact, what Ayn Rand was offering was a complete philosophy, which includes or which especially emphasizes the individual observing reality firsthand, looking at the facts 
and then living by his judgment according to said facts. Is that, they used to call that, you know, being rational. They used to call that the scientific approach. Why is this so controversial? So something else to, 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 because you mentioned Rand. So look, even if you're, let's say you're not Krugman, you're the first year lazy university student because a good university student is going to give you research. So you're the first year lazy university student you're, and you're like, I'm going to write something about Ayn Rand and COVID. So maybe before I start writing whatever I want, maybe to appear as I've done some work, let's do some, I would do some, uh, some Googling. So if you do some Googling, for example, you would find Onkar Gades long reads about the role of government in COVID. You would find, for example, the number of episodes that Yaron Bru had talked about what is the role of the government in COVID. But apparently that's too much for, 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 for Paul Krugman. And not only that, not only he didn't even Google, but even with libertarianism. So yes, maybe among ourselves we can make, you know, we can critique libertarianism, but this is coming from a place where we know what this means. So for Krugman, the two things that he gives us characteristic of libertarianism is one, a denial of science, whatever. The second, that the libertarian uh, rhetoric is about, quote, and he puts it in quote, because we don't want to take this concept seriously, freedom and, quote, personal responsibility. And he says, this is, this is basically, this is nonsense. And here's another thing. For people who have time to waste in their lives or who are preparing for an episode on this topic, go under the article. It's very interesting to see Krugman's comments on the comments he's getting. There he says the usual, oh, I've read Dan Rand when I, was, uh, when I was young. And then at some point, he enters into a discussion about Atlas Rugged. And here's his comment, quote, the thing is, the American portrayed in Atlas Rugged is basically the Eisenhower era. Most people living in that era thought it was pretty good. So he doesn't even have the intel, not intellectual curiosity, the intellectual, shall I say, I don't want to say ability. So he reads a book and it's like, what time was it? Oh, the Eisenhower era. Well, that was a good time. So why is it that ideas play a role and ideas can make things go south? Like, I, I don't get it. Eisenhower era is good. This, this book was written in the 50s. By the way, it wasn't. But in the 40s and the 50s. 40s and 50s were good. I don't even get what this book is saying. Like, that, that's... That's beyond the meme. That's, that's, that's a bad essay. If this essay would get 48 to 52. There are no references. Maybe I would even fail it. Seriously, there's not a single reference. I don't know. Maybe maybe 48 out of leniency, you know, first year students. Let's be, let's be, let's be, a, bit, let's be a bit lenient. Yeah, yeah there's, um, no, there's no question Krugman doesn't connect the dots. I, I was thinking about, I like the fact at least that he's sort of drawing a line between ideas and consequences in reality. The fact that the, uh, the philosophy that people follow has um, consequences. So like, at least there's that. At least Krugman isn't writing an article saying like how genetics are driving us to behave the way we are or um, how we've all been conditioned to uh, not wear our masks and we can't help it. I mean, there, there's just... There's a number of other um, ways, you know, uh, you know, pseudo intellectuals could go about explaining the world around us. So at least 
at least, I guess I'm looking for the, the, the bright side of this whole thing, um, other than Rand just being mentioned where she can get exposure. Also, uh, just emphasizing the connection between philosophy and culture and human action, pe the way people behave, choices they make. I, I mean, that's half the battle. I don't know if half is the right word, but isn't that kind of half the battle? Like just getting people to uh, recognize that philosophy is relevant? Yeah, yeah, kind of. So it's interesting. He doesn't say, for example, how the ideas of Milton Friedman or of Ron Paul, mm. he's using a philosopher. So that's very interesting. So, and again, obviously here, we're not simply, I'm not implying that Krugman is stupid. You cannot be stupid and be, and he, he has a career that obviously as an academic myself, I wish I had and as an aspiring public intellectual, I wish I had. So this is not saying, oh, you know, but this makes it even worse, in my opinion, that this is not this is not stupidity. So here's a question. Let's uh, let's put it this way. Why Ayn Rand? So since he mentioned Ayn Rand only once, I don't think it's really clickbaity because it's not that there's these millions of people who is you know, who's going to get triggered by the name Ayn Rand. I hope this was the case, but it's not so. So, Mark, what do you think? What do you think Ayn Rand? Is is featuring in his in his article. Well, you mentioned well, you mentioned Ron Paul and you mentioned Milton Friedman, neither of whom are moral advocates for a political system or an economic system. But Rand is a moral advocate for a political and economic system. She integrates them into ethics in 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 a way that makes her dangerous to the collectivists out there. And, and Krugman knows this. Krugman knows the only real opponent out there is an individualist who can talk from individualist ethics. And they're the only person who can fight my collectivist ethics. So that's why I think he attacks her. And that's why, and in the end, he makes it a moral issue, which, which I think is correct. It's smart. He's devious. I mean, he's, he's very devious. So do you think that's a, do you agree with Raga who said in the beginning that in a way that's good, uh, good publicity? Well, I don't think people are going to integrate that. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to necessarily understand that we're now talking about the realm of ideas and philosophy and ethics, and we need to be talking about that. I don't think we. I don't think we live. I think we live in a sort of universe where where thinking is disintegrated. Right, that people are misintegrating information, and and people can't necessarily connect the dots. So that may be too too subtle a for a way of presenting the argument to the rest of the world. Um, but then what is he trying to achieve then? That, that's what I don't get. He's trying to kill, he's trying to kill the, only, the only person in history um, who can knock collectivism out completely, can delegitimize it. Um, to me, she's the only philosopher who, who's been able to do it. So you think he recognizes that consciously? Yes, I think he's the real-life Ellsworth Tui, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I was thinking about Tui, because Tui also is doing something else. He's writing something. He knows that the audience is going to get 99%, but the 1% that he really wants the audience to get is, is hidden somewhere and only a few people are going are gonna to get it. Now, I don't think he's as good as two he is, but who knows? Anyway, I've talked too much today. So, Raka, do you want to finish it? You and uh, Mark finish it off. Yeah, I've been uh, thinking about this question of, like, why Ayn Rand in the title? Like, it's not like she triggers millions of people. Oh, I... I sort of disagree. I think her name is is huge. I mean, her books are bestsellers. I mean, if I were 
doing Krugman's job and I wanted a sexy title. Milton Friedman in the title does not excite people the same way. Um, I'm reminded of, I think, Reason, the libertarian free market people, Reason.com or Reason, the YouTube channel, the Reason, the Twitter account. They tweeted out, like, replying to a question, like, what's the one advice you can give the political uh, team right now or something? And the tweet was, forget Ayn Rand. That was like, it was either Reason or one of their writers. I, I apologize for not having the exact, but it was someone affiliated with Reason, the entity the uh, enterprise saying, forget Ayn Rand. And of course, this was getting a bunch of retweets and likes by various right-wingers, various Trump Trump fan type of Republicans that are like, yeah, yeah, forget Ayn Rand. And of course, Steve Bannon, the sort of um, architect of the modern Republican party or Republican culture, conservative, modern, modern, modern conservatism, he famously uh, clarified, we are not like into the Ayn Rand type of capitalism. Exactly. More, more exactly. of a nationalistic, whatever, uh, betterment of the community type of type of capitalism, which includes asking, like, do we have maybe too many Asian, uh, re- you know, Asians in Silicon Valley? Like, do, should we maybe uh, have a few more local hirees? Which was kind of, okay, his take on capitalism. So there's a reason people say forget Ayn Rand. There's a reason that uh, she, she, she kind of represents, even if we're just looking at economics, she, rec- she represents pure capitalism. Um, and that's kind of why her name needs to be invoked when bad-mouthing liberty, when bad-mouthing the rugged individual and the rugged individual of the modern times. You know, he's not just riding his horse around the desert and holding up saloons. Today, the rugged individual is a billionaire who is polluting the air and spreading COVID for his short-term gain. <laughs> How's that for closing thought, Nikos? Now you well, take that's good enough for me. Let's perfect see. caricature. <laughs> if it gets an A-plus from the guy who gave Paul Krugman a failing grade on his essay. Uh, no, because, because, the, because in Europe everyone is a winner, in Europe you also pass with 42. Oh, Do wow. you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it used to be that the, the basis was 50. I think it's still in masters, but uh, in the culture we live in, it had to change. So now it's, it's 42 is the pass mark. 40 is a pass mark. Well, that's scary. Anyway, Mark, well, I, what, what's, what's your grade? Well, to I, 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 just, I, just, I just think uh, it's, it's true, as Rucka sort of suggested, the left and the right are now using the same language. I mean, there's, there's not even a difference linguistically between the two of them. I think we have to get out of the communitarian notion that government is about trying to uh, secure preferred outcomes by treating everyone as if they're a criminal who needs to be over, over, overseen and controlled and, and go to the individualist ethics, which is criminals need to be dealt with. People who are harming others need to be dealt with. Polluters don't mean we can, somebody, a, a, a business polluting is, is the, 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 the being that needs to be prosecuted, not all, not all of industry. Uh, and likewise, a person who's ill and out in the public and, and c- communicating the disease to other people needs to be controlled, tested, tracked, and, and, uh, and uh, re- restrained. Uh, and, and us innocent people need to, to go about our business. So let's, let's try to get to a, an individualist uh, a government again, if we ever had it. Right. So, gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, now that Uraga mentioned it, I kind of hope that Krugman brings up Rand more often because it's <laughs> it's an interesting discussion. And also, 
I enjoy it so much when I see the intellectual vanguards of the other side being exposed. Like this is one of the one of the the emperor has no clothes uh, moments. Anyway, a, a lot of people found out about Ayn Rand because of the game Bioshock, which, in my understanding, also kind of grossly misrepresents Rand. Very, the end the very bad. Yes, I, I played it. Mm -hmm. Oh well. I, I'm more of a 90 side-scrolling kind of guy. But yeah, anytime Rand is mentioned, ultimately it could lead to more people investigating further. And also worth pointing out, it's hard enough for us to figure out what exactly Rand was saying. Kind of the more I study objectivism, the more I'm like, oh, wow, I, I, had, this, I had this part of it wrong this whole time. So I can't expect everyone else in the world to get it entirely, but this is a clear smear, a clear misrepresentation, and it's lazy. And uh, the fact that there's some backlash, I think, is a good sign that People care about this. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good thing that the movement is, uh, is ready to kind of strike back quite quickly. Anyway, uh, so how to make the wider movement even more powerful and even more relevant to, in terms of reaching a lot of, uh, a lot of people and being present in these kind of public debates, like our stuff. Uh, make sure you subscribe on, on YouTube. We are some likes away from 1,000 likes, which is a huge milestone for us. So if you enjoy what you're doing, if you appreciate what you're doing, A, obviously you can become a member, go to Ayn Rand Center UK's website, find the relevant section, become a member, and the low-hanging fruit, make sure you share our stuff and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel so that you get all the episodes. And not only episodes, Rise is doing so many things. Episodes, meetups, discussion groups only for, for members. There's so much stuff, short clips. What else? Name it and it's there. So we've gone, we've gone uh, beyond our time. Thank you very much. See you soon.